Just yeah, if you, want, if you want to sponsor us, Batman. Um, That's it. Batman, uh, not his... Not uh, DC. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're just after Batman. <laughs> Uh, this is a Chinese medicine-based podcast made for students by students. I've got three other co-hosts with me. We've got Charlie. Hello. We've got Nicholas. What's up? We've got Timmy. Hello. And I am Brendan. Today's topic we're revolving around yin and yang. Uh, does anyone want to start off with the what it is or give a brief explanation or anything? Yeah. So yin and yang is basically the first thing you learn when you start Chinese medicine. It's not just a Chinese medicine theory, I think. A lot of people live by it. It's like an everyday kind of lifestyle thing as well. So, Nick, do you want to... What's yang? Let's go what with it. What is yang? I, I feel like too many people associate yin and yang with like the good and the bad. I feel like that is too big on yin and yang. But yin and yang is like everything. And you can relate it to everything rather than just one being very bad and one being very good. But the yang is more like the the sun. I think that's where it comes from. I think that's where the little symbol comes from. That's like, like doing a bit of Asian reading. Dad you. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I was doing a bit of reading and it was talking about how they come up with that little symbol and it was something to do with the sun coming over the mountains. Yeah. I don't know if you've then, read about that or seen about it. Uh, maybe. Uh, that that is a huge concept within mm. Indian Yang too, is the whole rising the rising of the sun and the moon and everything yeah. like that. Mm. So I guess yang is like the sun, the heat, and then yin is the moon and the cold or, yeah, the kind of non-movement side of it. I think one concept that I really like is that the sun creates the shadow. So the yang is the sun and then the shadow is the yin because you can't have one without the other. Yeah, that definitely comes back to that little bubble. Yeah, it's yeah. in the middle. <laughs> You know, you cannot have one without the other. I one, think that's really special. One that everyone gets tattooed on their shoulders. That's it. Cliche tattoo. I think, um, because I think a lot of people see yin yang as like opposing opposing each other. It's like this is yin versus yang, or like this is dark versus light. Yeah, that comes back to that good and evil thing. I feel like that's that's a big like Western side. Mm, yeah, like, yeah, but general population sort of sees it, yeah. Yeah, where it's definitely not any of that. Well, it's it's not really that, like you know, significantly different. But they got to be together. Yeah, especially in Chinese medicine, they kind of work together as well as kind of support each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think like if you wanted to relate it to something like comics or something, I don't know. This is just a random train of thought that I had. Batman wouldn't be a hero if there weren't criminals. You know what I mean? Mm. Is that a thing? Something is that? Yeah, that, that, yeah. He'd have no that's job. That's actually really good. <laughs> yeah. I really know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just thought I'd spot on the fly. Give, give, give old Batman a shout out. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Batman. Not endorsement. Not sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but if, but if he wants to come, yeah, we're. <laughs> if he wants to, if he wants to. Yeah, if you want, if you want to sponsor us, Batman. Um, that's it. Batman, uh, not his. Uh, not DC. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're just after Batman. <laughs> Uh, I was about to say like recipe Stanley, but like wait hold on. So how much was this embedded in your um, childhood or life as like growing up? I probably like stick to Charlene and Tim to talk about that because it was not even involved in mine. Yeah, me 
know. Yeah, I kind of didn't really listen much to my mum when she (laughs) talked about it. And she kind of only got into it when I started studying Chinese medicine. Like, the herbs was a big part of it, but she didn't really know the theory behind why she was doing the herbs or, like, why she was doing it. Shout out to mum. She liked everything on Facebook. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting that, like, it wasn't, like, uh, big in our childhoods or anything like that. Yeah. But it's definitely a part of life. Like, you hear about it all the time. But, yeah, no, it's interesting that it wasn't yeah. actually a part of our childhoods. I think now that we've studied, like, studying Chinese medicine, it's become a bigger part. Like, I'm very aware. Like, it's summer now. It's friggin' hot. Mm. Like, we're eating a lot freaking of... Hot. F- friggin' hot. <laughs> yes. Friggin'. No, I'm just emphasizing the freaking hot. Yeah. Well, yeah it's yeah, cooking. Yeah. It's, How hot is it? It's, it's like 30-something like today. Yeah. yeah. It was 40 yesterday. Yeah. Far out. Jesus. Yeah. But, like, Tom, Timmy... Tim. Yeah, he, he bought like watermelon. He bought watermelon to like mix game and it was like we were roasting in that basketball stadium. Oh, but it's just hot. like it was like thirty four degrees. Like, yeah. It was too hot. It's too hot. Even in the even in the stadium. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was in the stadium. It was cooking. Yeah. Thirty four degrees. Jesus Christ. Where's yeah. that ventilation, man? Oh, oh, ventilation. Shout out to Brody um, <laughs> <laughs> Stadium. All of the shout outs today. But anyways, it's... but like watermelon is like cooling and hydrating and it, I never thought of it that way. But when he brought it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best idea for like summer weather. On that, weirdly enough, when I had my eczema, context guys, <laughs> I am an eczema sufferer. <laughs> um, when I had watermelon, my dad would tell me up because it was too hot. Mm. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, this is whack because, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think there's can a section. Can we give that a can you, look up? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, um, that's really interesting. Yeah, we've got, we've got Tim as our little reference. Because I would find watermelon very, like, cold. Yeah, and Especially for the stomach, you know, in reference, that stomach doesn't like cold foods or, you know, cold waters and stuff. It could be, it could have, he could have just advised against it because of the damp. Maybe the cold mm. would have damaged the stomach or swing. And but if you're damp here, yeah. you would want more cold. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, if you were talking about it from damp perspective. So, yeah. according oh, to Dr. Google, Dr. Google, um, watermelon clears heat and is cold in nature. Yeah, and it like nourishes the fluids. Why my dad told me not to eat it? Maybe, like, maybe it was just too cold and damp. Yeah, yeah. Was... excess watermelon is not good, hmm. and that that's damaging in itself. Yeah, like, yeah, maybe I had a lot. No, because like I was only allowed to have two pieces of the kid. Like literally two pieces oh, of coffee. Oh, <laughs> no, I like smashed down like a half order. <laughs> <before. laughs> yeah, no, 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 as soon as I turned into an adult, I'd, I'd buy like a whole quarter of watermelon and just go to town on it, and like I would have a towel on my chest and just. So good. So you've got a desk reference there, Tom. What, what did that come up with? Ah, oh, I stopped looking. Oh yeah, 40 degrees Celsius is 104 degrees for our one listener in Michigan. Hey, shout out to one listener. <laughs> That's yeah, we see real MVP. So, how else do we think about food? Because that's, that's an interesting thing that we talk about in Chinese medicine that we might not talk about in Western medicine so much is that yin-yang or the hot-cold aspect in food and that food is medicine. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Because you, you seem to know a bit about that, Charlene. I think I live by it a little bit more, but it's always something that when we see patients, it's always something in the back of my mind when we ask about diet and we're asking what type of things they're eating. 
and it relates really a lot to their symptoms like the whole yin and yang and the holistic like everything that kind of you take in your surroundings it's all part of the yin and yang and it all affects you even though i guess the general population doesn't really think it's related from a chinese medicine perspective we look at everything on that please stop drinking ice water <laughs> oh my god please, please stop drinking ice water well i mean it's not bad entirely if you're overly warm then it's not the worst thing but that yes, being but... said like why should they stop drinking? What's the thought behind that? Uh, I think, well, Tom Bizio is, is a quite a famous Chinese med practitioner in the US. Not this Tom, another Tom. Um, he has a seminar called Ice is for Dead People. Um, <laughs> and I think he's not a murderer or maybe. Uh, I, he talks a lot about how ice is so damaging to the body. It's no good for the stomach. The body likes to warm, likes warming. It likes to move, you know, where the blood flows quicker when you're hotter. Yeah. You know, and especially through damaged parts of the body. You want to promote circulation and ice slows everything down. You know, especially even in Western medicine, put ice on swollen things to slow down mm. swelling and, you know, all that process. But really what we want to do in Chinese medicine is quicken that up. We want to get the blood flowing again, get the chi moving through yeah. that area to help heal that. Yeah, so, a common mis on that, just really quickly, side note, a common misconception is to put ice on a like on a bruise or on a wound or something that's swollen for prolonged periods after the trauma. I only do it in the immediate trauma. The rest of it, you need to warm it up because it needs to heal. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's something that I've really touched on when it comes to patients in clinic. It's like, no, stop icing it because you're, you're halting the, the healing process when you're doing it for over a long period of time. If you've just broken your ankle, yeah, put some ice on it. There, there's more evidence to show that it's better for pain than it is for swelling. Uh, yeah, even post-trauma, like... Yeah, yeah, like if you sprain your ankle or something, there's more evidence to show uh, that ice is better for no, that like, pain rather than like to reduce the swelling itself. Um, that's why I made that San Hong San, which was just like a Huang Bai, Huang Lai, Lian. 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 Excuse my Chinese. Oh, and Huang Qin, I think. Um, and I mix it with some Vaseline, but when I did injure my ankle, I used it and I decided that Vaseline was not a good medium. Yeah, so I used the Vaseline and it, I feel like it didn't soak into my skin. It sort of just sat on the outside. So I think I should use like a vitamin E cream or something. Yeah, more something more accurate. Aqueous? Aqueous? Yes. You're water-based. Yeah. Because Vaseline's yeah. oil-based, so... Yeah, and it just sort of sat on the edges, like on the skin. Yeah, because he talks about using like Vaseline and beeswax and stuff. But I think something that really like soaks into the skin to get into the muscle to break that up. You use um, powder, yeah, was that right? Powder. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, just powdered herbs. I used only ten grams of each. Just mixed it together. Um, like heated up the vaseline, mixed it together, put it back into the tub. So, yes. So diagnosis-wise, what like what was your thought process as to why you used some long time? Uh, it bloody hurt. As <laughs> <laughs> in, like, so was it like the swelling, dampness? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Thought? I just wanted to break up. The, like the stasis in the area so it's so all yeah. that because you damage it so it goes into like this oh shit moment yeah. and then that causes all this blockage and using the sun on sun i just wanted to break up all that the stasis yeah so it doesn't create any damp or any other blood stasis or yeah. stagnation yeah and you read about that in an article or uh, it's in his book article? it's in his oh, book we yeah. can share that in his book uh, it's called uh tooth from a tiger's mouth um, By Tom Asian yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he talks about the why. It, it means um, information that is very hard to discover. So you're going to, like, take it from the tiger's mouth. Oh, right. To get a tooth yeah. from a tiger's mouth yeah. quite hard. Like, well, not in, hard. Yeah. 
not in modern day. <laughs> to date them, take them, you know, I suppose ancient Chinese. Ah, good drink? Good drink. Yeah. Stay <laughs> hydrated in this heat, man. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated, Drink warm water. Room temperature. Yeah, no, room temperature. I don't, I don't, like, on, on what we're talking about before, I'm very passionate not, about not having ice water. I hate ice water. I, I thought I was weird for hating ice water as a kid. We have this one friend who only drinks ice water. Like, so he cannot tolerate hot drinks at all. Yeah. And Jeez. he gets... Lauren will only drink ice water, my girlfriend. I'll give her a shout out. <laughs> Everybody gets a shout out. Everyone gets a shout out. She listens. You get a shout out. You get a shout out. Yeah, she, she loves ice water. But I, I, it's a really Western thing. Like that ice water. Yeah, apparently there's a whole diet around it, uh, like to lose weight. And ice water. Well, I I, I remember. Is that okay. Damages the so, uh, no, no, I, I mean, just, I mean look, solid maybe, done. solid maybe. But my my stepmom would get ice water and put it in the fridge and routinely have that before she went to bed or something like that. Yeah. No, I think Tom was breathing into the mic, so I was not listening. It's very intense. Yeah, but yeah. A good, I'm, good comment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, yeah, my stepmom would have ice water in the fridge, mm. and I think I asked her about it, and she's like, oh, "I hope she's late or something like that." I have no idea what it is, but interesting. But before bed? Yeah, before bed. Mm. I don't fully get it, but it's a thing. Something with speeding yeah. up metabolism or something. Maybe I'll do a quick uh, Google search. Slowing down. down. Yep. Yeah, Doctor Google. Yeah, I'll be yeah, we'll get we'll get Doctor Google. Quick disclaimer on that: we're students, and these are our opinions. So, yes. yeah, Doctor yeah. Google is yeah. our friend. Yeah, yes. well, if there's something that's based on something else, like something, we'll cite that. Um, anything we say is usually just an opinion of ours or a perspective. So take out take our opinions and what and our information with a grain of salt, please. And that was some, something I wanted to make this podcast about when I first had the idea. Was let's start to talk about good websites to use and good resources and how to use these resources well, rather than just like saying, oh, just Google this and look at everything. We've got, yeah. we can look at things through a good eye. Hmm. Okay, so, um, sorry, just to touch on that whole cold, 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 uh, cold, cold, cold water thing. Uh, according to Google from Gaian, you know, you know that, there's like a health brand, it's like Gaian, G-A-I-A-M, G-A-I-A-M, yeah. According to that, from a quick Google search, according to the editorial staff at WebMD, drinking ice water helps boost your metabolism because your your body has to work harder to warm the water up. Oh. Yeah, see, well, that, that translates directly to us with that, with yeah. the yin and yang. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Takes, more, it takes more spleen it, yang to warm up. It sounds like it just consumes your, consumes your yang. Yeah, definitely. I think if you have a stronger stomach, it's not as bad, but if you have kind of a weak constitution yeah. or like you're kind of more of a... Deficient person. Yes. Okay. I'm yeah. talking to no, the mic. Do you want to maybe move your mic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. true. So then you're talking um, towards us. But yeah, nice. I think if you've got a weaker constitution, then it does kind of damage it a bit more than if you're kind of the more yang, more hot, more like stronger constitution. I did mention spleen young. Can we can we talk about that now? Yes. We can. Yeah. That's a good, would you like it's a good to... segue. I think spleen young and kid spleen young and kidney. Young deficiency or in excess or whatever is probably the most seen thing I've seen personally. I, I don't know about you guys, but I've yeah. seen that mostly. Like they pertain more to young liver, spleen, kidney. Yeah, oh yes, liver too. Yeah, completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, um, and I've seen that manifested in ways of their stool, uh, undigested food. That's like the the key thing for me that I've seen. I'm like, okay, they have a weak spleen. 
I was overall conscious of that as a weak, weak spleen or whatever. Cold hands and feet and True. being cold all over. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's a big one that not, like, that a lot of Western people or patients come in and they'd be like, oh no, my feet are just cold. And you're like, well, you've probably got some young deficiency. <laughs> you know, that's like, that's a, that's a straightaway red flag for us. Well, yeah, yeah. Do you reckon that's due to, like, the diet that we eat in, like, Western countries where it's, like, hotter? So then we eat, like, lots of cold food until it damages, like, the spleen and the kidneys compared to, like, other, let's say, cooler countries where they eat warmer stuff. They probably have a lot stronger palate if young than other countries and stuff. Yeah, maybe. And there's a lot of, like, salads in our diet. Yeah, that's awesome. It's been, yeah. Like, you associate salad with a good thing, and it, it's not a bad thing. Um, we're not going to out-salad, but that cold on your stomach you know, doesn't doesn't work well. Yeah, it's everything in moderation. Yeah, we, we talk about that all the time in Chinese medicine, where it's like you have to have a balance of everything in general. Yeah, and I'm going to give a shout-out. My diet isn't the best. <laughs> let's let's keep that. Shout-out to Maccas. <laughs> so if we bring this back to yin and yang, we can say that there's yin organs and there's yang organs. And the yin organs are our... Storing yeah. organs. They, yeah. they store all our chi and blood. So. Mm -hmm. And then the young organs, yeah, we did that, right? <laughs> the young organs, they help digest. So they're more your, like, your large intestines. Mm, intestines. The moving. The moving, yeah. Lots mm -hmm. of like active, kind of like active organs yeah. in a way. Yeah. Kind of, that's something. Yeah, but each organ has both yin and yang properties. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a balance in, in within like the organs because mm -hmm. you need both functions of uh, either moving or storing, which yeah. are both aspects of yin and yang respect, respectively. Mm -hmm. That. Yeah, and that's where you see the, the imbalances when they when one is deficient, well, especially in the liver, you know, if the liver yin is deficient, the yang can uprise very quickly because they control each other. Yeah. And then each yin organ is paired with the yang organ. That's it. Did, that's you, it, yeah. did we say that? Oh no, no, I don't think we said that. Yeah. No. So like spleen is paired with stomach, they're to do with like digesting food and getting the nutrients. Um, they're also kind of earthy, but that's a different Topic five elements. We'll go into that at a later date, I guess. Um, and then there's what else did we say? Kidney, kidney, and the kidney. bladder to do with the water metabolism, kind of bringing warmth all over the body. It does hold a lot, a lot of the Western medicine um, physiology with like how would they work. We still use that, but we also talk a lot about like how the chi and the blood moves and the body fluids move with Chinese medicine. But yeah, go on, Chen. I feel like. We've used chi a lot, and maybe that's something that we need to... Tim will give us a good uh, <laughs> definition of chi. Sure, sure. It's, I guess it's sort of like the most accurate word we have in English, energy in the body. Mm -hmm. It's like the vital substance that sort of pushes the blood. And yeah, the life force. And yeah. The life force. The actual like Oxford definition is like life force or something like that. Yeah, and if you... If you look at it from a physics perspective, and I, like, I, I tend to not use the word energy because for some reason it shuts people off. I mean, like, oh, he's like some sort of voodoo spiritual. Oh, like, yeah, he's a very left <laughs> field type. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, I feel the energy. And then they're like, oh, he's some sort of like hippie. Or something. Yeah, he's, you know? he's gone off the grid. <laughs> Actually, can I shout out to one of our clinicians and read his definition that he has on our explanations? Oh, hang on. The body, the body is like a computer or a circuit board. When there is a virus or a dysfunction on the computer, you need to reboot. So acupuncture is like the control alt delete. 
The needles are made of steel. They alter the biocurrent in the body, which is what we all run on, and get blood flowing to the right areas again. So that is one of our clinicians, Chris Eddy. Did he just compare acupuncture to control of the leap? Yes, he did. Have you not heard no, that? No, I, I didn't give it that. a full read, but that's actually dope. Right. <laughs> I really yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, it's that reset. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That is. A, I've heard acupuncture used in that way, but to really give it like a control delete is, is fantastic. Yeah. How good are metaphors? Metaphors in Chinese medicine are so good. We yeah. use them all the time. Well, it's good because Chinese medicine as a whole is so hard to grasp. So you need stuff to actually relate it to your daily life. There's so many theories, and because it comes from like so much history, where you know it was just a part of life rather than like a medicine or Mm -hmm. treatment. Yeah, it's just like you live by this. There's so much like philosophy. philosophy. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Um, we we're talking about organs before, so I wanted to go back into that because we didn't actually go into specific organs, and we wanted to go into swings, mm-hmm. all right? Or did we already do, go deep into that? I'm not too sure. No, no, no. Okay. Talk, yeah. yeah, so what's your experiences with your with the patients in terms of how to <coughs> define, okay, this is a spleen, kind of like a spleen deficiency or spleen yang, or you, oh, there's no such thing as a spleen deficiency. No, <laughs> that's a topic in itself. Spleen yin deficiency. Like, I heard, I, in, see, in the first year, second year uh, topics, they had, they had spleen yin deficiency and that, during the mentoring mm. thing, and that was completely, that threw me off. Mm. I was like, wait, and then I, because I threw that to my dad and he was like, don't say that, there is no such thing. Like, like, yeah, it's, I, I, my thought about that, because I've been reading a bit about this, is that it's there, but it doesn't do it, like it, it's not actually a thing. Like yin? Like, like, like spleen yin? Spleen yin, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't, yeah, do anything. Or like it has to be there because there is a spleen yang, so yeah. it has to be spleen yin. I think this is, I don't know, this is where this came from. I think a weak spleen, because we tend to use a weak spleen often, you can't generate enough chi and blood. I think that's kind of that side of it. If we think of like, yin, like blood as yin, and then if you've got a weak spleen, you're not converting um, your nutrients, maybe that's where a spleen yin could come from. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. You know, if we take that like a step further and talk about chi and blood and the way things move. Yeah, because I'm sure there are people that use spleen yin deficiency. We just haven't been taught it. So if you are one of those people, like comment somewhere and yeah, please tell somewhere. us like what, what you what you think it is. Like I in, in the desk reference that we always go into, um, they don't ever talk about spleen yin in the first place. So it must be universally acknowledged that it's just not a thing. Yeah, I think it's just there. It's just. Just it's just something that exists it's not in happening. like this metaphorical world, yeah. but it's not used in diagnosis or treatments because it doesn't like, help with anything. There's no pathological or yeah. no pathological senses or benefic- uh, benefits from acknowledging it. I guess is that, is that sort of way that we can talk about? It? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's yeah uh, one organ that does pertain very well to yin and yang. I think we should have probably started there is kidney. Yeah. Because there are two of them, so we obviously you know we are. We give like one yin and one yang, left and left yin, right yeah. yang. Yeah. Right. Nice. <laughs> you utilize the whole um, left pulse of the kidney and the right pulse of the kidney uh, to diagnose yin and yang divisions. Yeah. Or, or, pulse diagnosis is a whole other topic. But I mean, as in for yin, because I, I tend to I tend to be like, okay, if you have a, uh, let's say if you have a weak 
uh, or we got we got on your left side in the kidney position. I'm like, okay, you have a kidney. Yeah, you start. You definitely start to talk, yeah. think about kidney indeficiency and um, go over those signs, those signs and symptoms. Ah, Tom. Oh, the test is Yeah, I was like, oh no. Shit. No, I knew it. I could see him in the corner of my eye. He sort of just zoned. So I just thought, no, let, let's, let's throw it to him. I'm, I'm too busy, yin deficiency. Too busy listening. No, that, well, there's some, there are some definite yin deficiency signs when we talk about diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. classic signs of symptoms, if you remember back all, all to the first year. All other is what you have you seen in terms of like tinnitus and stuff, kidney yin. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, and in the pulse, the pulse is going to be like really thready, and the tongue is going to have like no coat. Yeah, the no coat thing, is, the no yeah. coat thing, has been like the the telltale for me because it's like I've seen that so many times. Just the no coat is just a clear sign for me, and lower back pain, and like cold, person's feeling cold, cold extremities. Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, cold all over. No, cold, yeah, kidneys, cold all over. Kid, yeah, kid, uh, yeah, kidney. Yeah, young is cold all over. Oh, if we're talking again, then oh, you get like five percent of heat, like oh, yes. sweaty palms um, in the afternoon, and like kind of warm in your centre. Knees too. For yeah. young, sorry, for young. Yeah. Or just kidney in general. Kidney uh, yeah, kidney in general. To do with the yeah, knees. Yeah, knees. It's like yeah, small knees, small back. That's usually a toss yeah. sign for me. That's that's why I used to narrow it down. So the way I usually have consults if I suspect like a kidney deficiency is like, okay, are they showing kidney signs? Their backs, knees, uh, and all that. And then we and then I go into defining factors. So kidney yin, night sweating, or kidney arm deficiency, like corner changes, yeah. things like that. And, uh, you know, then you also think about, like, the Western side with, like, water metabolism. Yeah. How much the, often they urinate and we have with that Urination, yeah. I've got to punch that. It's a You look like you're about to say something. Got yeah. something to say, Tom? I feel like you, you were just about to say something and then we cut you off. Yeah, no, that's not good. I was just, in, it's sort of like the te- temperature control sort of centre here. It's like, it, there's not enough, it's too cold, then it'll damage the yin, that's the heat, that's the yin yang sort of aspect where it's like, Yin is cold, and yang is hot. It's like your body has its own sort of yin yang, where it's like it's controlling the hot and the cold within the body. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Something we don't think about too often, and we don't talk about, is that body clock, like the yeah. yin yang body clock, where uh, it follows through, and that's like how your digestion works and how your temperature works. We don't we don't go over it too much in our course, but um, it's definitely interesting to think about. And especially when you know more about diagnosis and the way like these organs work, and then you go back to that clock and you see all these connections, you're like, wow, this is so interesting. <laughs> sleep. And like last week, last week I talked about sleep hella. Like I talked about sleep for most of my speech, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and on when, on what Nick was saying about the body clock thing, it, it's, it's, it's perfectly example of things. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect example. Um, like sleep is a perfect example of that. It's like you go to sleep, and was it the yin enters your body? Is that right? Yeah. You sleep? Yeah. And then the yang wakes you up from the sun. Uh, from a Western perspective, the melatonin, the was it melatonin? The, yeah. like the, the hormone that helps you sleep. Yeah, you sleep. Yeah, from, yeah. The, from not being exposed to light, and then the light uh, wakes you up in that sense. Yeah, hormonally. I know when I'm like staying up too late because I get like like a really dry throat and I go like very dry and then I know like I'm staying up too late so I'm consuming my own yeah. Meat. And that's do you get that's that's also, No, I don't get that too. But yeah. 
I do get very like dry throat and gets like really itchy and yeah, my sinuses yeah. start to play up. I'm just like consuming all this yin. What's, like, what's the time for you to like when you start hitting those symptoms? Do you have a particular time at all? Uh, no, because the schedule is pretty spread. Yeah, no, because mine is like twelve. Is this dead twelve? Oh, no, it's definitely before twelve. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wake up quite early, so it's yeah, before twelve. Okay, yeah. I, I my my sleeping schedule is also all over the place, but I can feel it. I can definitely feel it. And it's interesting talking to patients that work night shift um, and how they their yin yang clock works. And after time, your your body starts to adjust, but especially at the start, you know, your night shift it just throws you completely out of whack. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people sometimes feel like um, when it gets like darker, it's like, oh yeah, sometimes I feel like I get hotter at night time. It's like, oh, they don't have like an explanation for it. They're just like, I just get hotter at night. And then it's normal during the day though. But yeah, some, for some reason it's like, it's, I'm hotter at night and then I start getting sweaty or I feel hotter. It's like sort of, they yin yang sort of imbalanced. Yeah, we make all these connections quite quickly because we're looking for them. But in Western, well, like I feel like patients should be connecting all these dots. Yeah, and everything that comes around is like another dot. Well, I'm just like yeah, throw it to the side. (laughs) On that, that's that's what this whole podcast is about too. Is like general information that we put together. Yeah, help help educating the people. Yeah, Charlene's gone. I think she's gonna sneeze. I think she's having a hard time breathing. (laughs) Bye, Charlene. Um. Anyway, as I was saying, like as a um, as a podcast in general, we're we're here to also just educate not only the students but just the general public about just things to look out for, and so that you can use that information to improve your lifestyle. Yeah, no, I that's that's one reason why I like love Chinese medicine so much is that you know it's it's about improving lifestyle, and we can incorporate it into anybody's life. It's not tailored for one specific person or one group of people, we can we can all take the, the philosophy of Chinese medicine. Like your lifestyle is your medicine almost in a way. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And think about everything and connect them connect all the dots. Yeah, that's that's what makes me like sorta of, sorta of annoyed sometimes at like when people expect Western medicine results from Chinese medicine doctors and things like that. Like we we, we don't don't get me wrong, we're all we're all quite well trained where we do phenomenal work. It's just that there's a there's a giant area of Chinese medicine that involves your lifestyle. Of course it's not we're, we're not like we're not magic voodoo doctors that will go. No, and, definitely not. And, and it's, it's about using your body to heal itself. Yeah. Charlene is bad. Potato Charlene, how are you doing? I'm okay. I was just just needed to cough and didn't want to cough into a mic. Uh, yeah, I noticed you sort of like Dying off to the side, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah, you just like right away. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really bad. I'm like, should I? Should we help? No, no, <laughs> all good, all good. Podcast up first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what were you saying? Uh, yeah, we were talking about lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle and, and how much it. Yeah, yeah how much time you spend on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just talking about lifestyle and um, almost like how lifestyle is a med- the medicine part of Chinese medicine. Yeah. And how like it is a medicine. Um, and that's basically uh, in in terms of what will. Well, when the patients go home, they have something to go off on and a way they can heal themselves too, rather than us being like, okay, we're going to, we're going to cure you. You know, mm. it's more like, Hey, we're going to cure, we're going to do as much as we can for you. And you have to do these certain things to, if you want to see results too. Like you have a hand, you have a hand in your treatment too. And I think that's why 
the bond between the practitioner and the patient is also quite it's almost uh, it's very uh, really really important really intimate yeah I, I and I feel like it should be um, yeah. yeah I think you can say it as it comes back to yin and yang like when you come see us we're the yin side you kind of relax and we do the acupuncture and like that type of thing and then when you go home it's like you're doing stuff for yourself so you're the yang you're moving you're kind of motivated to do your thing whereas when you come you kind of just you're still and you listen and you take everything in and you relax and you take that good 15 to 30 minutes or whatever it's mm. going to take to lay down on the table just breathe and relax take that time out of your busy schedules just to get the acupuncture and lay there on that, on that um, I wanted to Talk, like that that brings up a really good point because mm -hmm. I was like I was thinking to myself some some practitioners are like that they're like very calm and things like that mm -hmm. and then there are times where the patient mm -hmm. chills out and has that that yin moment mm -hmm. where they're just relaxing they've got needles in uh, mm -hmm. they're just re relaxing and healing but there's some mm -hmm. practitioners that are more active and more rushed and things like that and sometimes you need that mm -hmm. sometimes you need like the key stuff to get you going the more young mm -hmm. the more young practitioner and I think uh, what type of practitioner you are also it can display what you need so that's why some practitioners aren't good for some people because mm -hmm. they tend to be more active or they, they put in needles faster they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're kick-starting your your healing whilst some others are, are, are used to bring down your like bring down your condition yeah, like anchor your yeah <laughs> yeah anchor like yeah, yeah to bring it down so if the, the the importance if you if, i guess if you're a, a potential patient i guess if you're one, um listening to this mm -hmm. It's also important to get the right practitioner too. So yeah, definitely. Each practitioner has different styles, and they're either more yin, more yang. And it's whether they're compatible with you is it's it's, it's important when considering who, who you're going to see. Yeah, yeah, and that coming back to that relationship to patient, you know, the way you give yourself off, or like to the patient, the way you project yourself. Yeah. You know, you you automatically feel that relationship happening. Yeah, so if you decide to go see what, see a Chinese person practitioner and you feel like you don't mesh, like don't be afraid to not Please shop keep around, it open but mind. like, yeah, give it, give it a go. What type of practitioners do you guys, you think you are in terms of how you carry yourself in a clinic and things like that? I'll, I'll ask you, Charlene, if anything. Yeah, we'll go around. You go around uh, the circle. I honestly have no idea, but I do, I am a like, firm believer in like needles are in, so this is time for you to rest and relax, turn off the lights and try to be as quiet as So possible. your focus is on relax, relaxation yeah. and just really honing in on that. Yeah, because I just feel like everyone comes in and they're just, oh, I've got this to do, I've come from this, like I have to get out by this time to go here. And it's just... I always ask my patients, like, if they've got a lot going on, stress levels are high, what, like, what do you do for yourself? Do you take time out? Is there something you enjoy doing so that you've got that, like, joy aspect? That's something that one of the practitioners in my work kind of mentioned, the, like, joy aspect of your life. Especially in our uh, student clinic, it is all very rushed. Yeah. You know, we're sort of, we're all trying to learn on the job and it's all just going, 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 going. To take whatever time you can out to get the acupuncture. Yeah. So, so in saying that, Nick, what, what type of practitioner would you say? In terms of acupuncture, I do like that whole calming aspect. It's you know take that fifteen to whatever minutes out of your busy schedules to just lay down and just you you know sometimes you need that just to stop everything, lay down, focus on yourself for once. Yeah. How about? Um, but in terms of like consults oh, and yeah. talking to people, I I like to form a good relationship so I, yeah. 
I go by what the people are, and I like to stay confident in who I am, and just be me, and yeah, the relationship will come. In, in terms of a practical sense, let's say you're needling techniques, for example, uh, is, it, is it does it tend to be more like slow, kind of slow movements, slow needling? Oh, is that an aspect of like Nin Yang, or like the type of practitioner that you are? Does that display? Yeah, again, I'd like to be confident in my needles and get to the depth that I want um, and get the sensation that I want. Yeah, yeah. And just be confident, you know, use it as an extension of who I am mm. rather than, yeah, be like soft and gentle. I'm, I feel like I'm a bit more of a, again, like a younger person. Sort of thing, yeah. So it's, I just want to be more affirmative. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, Tim, I think, Tom, I, Tom. I confuse myself now. <laughs> I think you're a little bit more of the opposite because I've been needled by you before. And, and I've heard very... a lot of people talk about how like gentle you are. Yeah. And, and you're so like, it's, soft. It's, actually, it's so calming being needled by you because you're so calm and it's just relaxing. It's nice. You... Yeah. I, I think it sort of depends on how I normally needle people. It's like when they come into the consult, it sort of depends on what sort of person they are. Like sometimes they can be more of a... Um, in, in terms of yin yang, sometimes someone who likes to talk a lot, move a lot, very young sort of person, it's like, they come in, they're like, whoa, 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 I have a very busy day, I have this going on, this going on, and for those I think I like to like sort of counter it or use the opposite and sort of use a more sort of yin treatment, it's like, I want to be some more, more calm, take this time to sort of relax, give them that time so they can have sort of time for themselves, whereas someone who's sort of more quiet, more reserved, I like to be a bit more open, ask more questions, how's your day going, like, be more sort of friendly. Than find sort of, the other side, yeah, find, that's the, find the young side to be. Mm. That's right. And just to kind of balance them, you know, Chinese medicine is all about balance. Yeah, I think so, and I think you can take it not just into like your treatment, like when you actually just act country, I think you can like take it into like your consult when you're talking to them, they feel like, oh wow, well, yeah, or sometimes it can That go connection with, between you know, the patient and practitioner is, is vital in terms of, you know, how they respond to treatments, I feel. Yeah, I think it's what builds the relationship with the patient, I guess, with the yin-yang sort of aspect. Um, with needling, sometimes I feel like I'm too sort of soft sometimes, where it's like, you know, very We're all learning. <laughs> more of like the superficial layer of like the dose, where it's like, oop, too soft. And they're like, is that a confidence thing? Uh, I don't I don't think so. Sometimes I just like I don't. I'm just trying to find the easiest way so it doesn't hurt the patient. Because I've experienced it when people just like smash the needle in, and like it's sometimes not that painful, but it, it gives a very strong sensation. Yeah, yeah. it gives a very strong. It can scare people off. That's yeah. Like, needle can sort of be that gentle, uh, calming sort of like insertion, and even like when you. Um, manipulate the needle and stuff, that can be very gentle sort of experience too. Yeah, it definitely depends on what you want to get out of your acupuncture sessions, whether you're trying to uh, like break up the muscles and stuff. Mm -hmm. So B. Yeah, what do you normally like to we'll do? throw it back to you. Yeah, um, I, in a way, I'm like almost the complete opposite to you. Like, okay. I, I tend to just be just very, uh, I reflect I reflect the same energy. So yeah. I remember one patient that I had was very, very stern and very kind of to the point. So I was very stern and to the point. Mm. It's almost like I'm working, I'm working with their energy to, uh, to get somewhere. I'm riding their way, riding their tur turbulence, so then I can almost manipulate their energy to, to something beneficial, mm. that makes sense, in terms of consult mm. way. 
So if someone's like very uppity, also very, I'll also be very uppity, but then slowly bring them down into something more relaxing. That's that's I think that's something that I usually do. I I, I tend to reflect a lot of energy. In terms of my practical wise, see, I used to be very calm, very gentle. That was that was actually a compliment I got when I first started treating solo. Ever since coming back from Vietnam, I've been going, just like not given any like not given any like no mercy and just obviously if they're like ah yeah of course I'm gonna be like that chill but I've just become more assertive in terms mm. of my needling because I'm getting to where you want to get mm. yeah it's just I feel like that's quite important because mm. some people might feel very sensitive but you haven't <coughs> reached that like what we call that dodgy sensation yeah or gotten to the depth that we feel is necessary I always either go I think I just go too far now at some stage. But I think you can even feel it when you're needling. You can feel when you hit that right sensation, that right amount of resistance, where you're like, okay, I've, I've hit some good yeah. stuff right here. Yeah, and it comes back to like the needle being... Grab. Uh, um, no, but an extension of who you are. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And speaking of extension of who we are, this podcast is an extension of who we are, and I think this episode is coming to an end now. It is. So, that was a great thank segue. you for We're getting better, we're getting better. Yeah, thank you for listening to Forever Young. Um, and exciting news, we're now on Spotify and Ooh. iTunes. Yay, so you can follow us on our Facebook page, which is Forever Young Podcast. Um, follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on iTunes. Our next episode will be uploaded on Thursday, so yep. Thursday episodes from now on. Hopefully in the mornings. We'll, we'll try for morning episodes, yeah. upload in the mornings. Yeah, and it'll be a weekly thing. So yes, definitely. If you, guys, if you guys want to check in every week in terms of new uh, new, uh, new episodes and everything like that, and also if you can, uh, comment, what you, comment what you'd like to hear us talk about. Uh, we're always open to new ideas. And different or if topics. you heard us say anything that you think you want us to go back on, please comment. Subscribe. Is that <laughs> 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 Follow and like us on Facebook. Instagram, and yeah, would definitely more than happy to see you guys. Yeah. Also, Thanks. feedback. Feedback is also yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we love feedback. Yeah, if like maybe too loud or something like that, too quiet, maybe I need to talk to the mic more, or one of us needs to. Ooh, call us up. out, yeah, definitely call, call us, us out. out, man. Always up for some criticism. Yeah, and on and that note. Anyway, that's been us. This is the Forever Young Podcast, and we'll hear from you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.